You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Garage Guy Chase, Chef Boyardine. Lower on your energy. Today. Oh yeah. Oh, this, for for one time, for one time, I got to always got to give the shout out to Drip Drop as we start this show off. But you got some Drip Drop. I had some a little bit, but for a one time deal, tonight's episode or today's episode, today's episode is brought to you by Rowdy Energy. Because right now I need it. I'm tired, boy. It's been a long weekend. I know you've had a long weekend coming off the the, the BP, the bachelor yeah. party. And I'm a little mad at old Rowdy. Even Man, though he look, it. I'm going to say this. Because this episode is brought to you by right, shout out to Samantha and Kyle, by the way, for being awesome. Not being um, the kind of people that most NASCAR fans would think they, they are, like, you know, too hot to trot up top. Literally got back in touch with, with me and sent us a care package of Rowdy Energy. So we got some shirts, got some keychains, got some drinks to try out. We're going to take some pictures. We're going to do some cool stuff. Big shout out to, 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 to Kyle and Samantha. That literally changed the way I viewed Kyle Bush as a, as a person. Because usually you reach out to companies and things like that. And then like nobody ever, you don't hear back from them or whatever. But like not this time. Not Samantha. Not Kyle. So shout out to shout out to those two. We appreciate Maybe you guys. Episode where I announced my fandom. Remember with me, you and Jency. It's possible. Fan, so it's possible. I think Samantha watches us more than Kyle does. So she probably I told agree. him. Yeah, I'm perfectly cool with that too. Yeah, yeah. Samantha's tight. She's cool. Um, but yeah, I, I love the rowdy energy. I got to get you some. I got to mail them out to you. Um, do the uh, the the raspberry lemonade and the cherry limeade are the two that I've tried. This is my first time trying the cherry limeade. Super good. So definitely shout out to them. Go check it out. Get you some. Um, is this your first one we'll, drink or not? You've tried the you tried other flavors. I tried raspberry lemonade, and this is the second one that I've tried. So I've been I've been taking it slow. Um, How many hours of energy does it give you? Like the first time you, you did it, four hours. When I when I drank the raspberry lemonade, I mean, I was like, you know, I was riding the wave, dude. Like I was driving down the highway, and like it tastes sexy. Okay, <laughs> like I will say this, like this the cherry limeade, it tastes sexy too. Like this may be the sexiest energy drink I've ever tasted. Um, and it's and if you don't know what sexy tastes like, let me just describe it for you. It goes in. It's not too sugary. It's not too strong. Um, and it just, it's a flavor burst, just like punches you in the mouth. Like the Kool-Aid man comes in and says, Oh yeah. Like macho man, Randy Savage, but it's in a, it's, but it's got this light overtone to it. So it's just like, Hey, we're not trying to like corrupt your gut. We're here for good. And then you just like get this, like, it's like this, uh, this force field comes around your body and then you're just kind of like lifted and you're just like lightly just floating all day long and it's just like keeping you going and you just feel this good clean energy so they did a hell of a job with this like so, gusher. remember the snack gushers that's good this one does kind of taste like a fruit gusher i will say that this one has a fruit gusher taste but it's not like sugary 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 
It's like nice. it's got 60% less sugar, but it's green tea caffeine, endurance and focus, and enhanced energy. The green tea and caffeine is where it's at. So it's a natural deal. 90 calories. Nice. So shout out to Rowdy Energy. Comparison. I just guessed that. That's pretty nice. You did. For the cherry limeade, I will say. But so far, raspberry lemonade is my all-time fave as of right now. So I have two more flavors to try. But getting to the race, I think we've talked enough about that. But shout out to them. Rowdy Energy. Appreciate you, Kyle Samantha. Um, yeah, this race started out crazy. Uh, we, so we had our picks video come out, obviously. One of my favorites. It was definitely a fun one. Um, but we were very high on Kyle Bush. I checked out your rankings. I know a lot of the Roto Ballers, Garage fam, that were, you know, making DFS lineups and betting and stuff. I mean, obviously, I was going to take Kyle at plus 700. But, dude, like, I don't think anybody would have expected him to wreck like that. And I can't remember 100% how it happened, but obviously somebody got, like, got into him. I don't think that he just, like, purposely took off to the wall because he just wanted to go home because he was like, screw this, I'm out. Yeah, as a fluke for sure. I mean, it just kind of sums up 2020, man. 2020 for Kyle Bush and 2020 for us. It's just – I don't believe that. Yeah, I, I mean – how many times now have we said this just seems like the one Kyle Bush is going to win? It's been at least four or five times for us. Um, it's not us. It's not us. And everybody, we, we Everybody's saying that, though. Yeah, everybody's saying it, but, but that's because he's saying it. This is, this is what Kyle needs to do, okay? And I make my jokes about the, the funny, like, you know, the, the, the Danica Patrick crystals and chakra energies and shit, and I always tag my wife just because she's into that and we're into it i'm not gonna lie we're into that shit who cares i mean we're some weird shit but that shit works okay it's game changing shit and i think that if kyle i think obviously there's something going on with kyle like in his mind there's a decision that has got to be made there is this this resistance that's in him he's not happy something's going on that is outside of the dynamic that they can't get things right in the garage Okay, Logano ran pretty good today. Um, Brad Keselowski, that hasn't been that superb, was he won the race? How much money would you have placed on if you would have had a a bet you could place on Brad Keselowski scoring less than a hundred fantasy points? You would take it a hundred days out of a hundred, and that absolutely like one hundred and eighteen points. I'm so I'm so tilted because of DFS today, but uh, it was just one of those races. Nothing really worked out. I know me and you were high on Kenseth too. Not just Kyle Bush, but Kenseth was one of our big plays. Huge letdown, Matt Kenseth. And then it got to the point to where when he kept getting out on the track, like I was just like, go to the garage, like go, like get. Yeah, like I've already lost my my unit. It's gone. Like shoo shoo now. My plus five thousand, my my J. I'm gonna start calling those bets instead of the Gut Boys. I'm gonna call them my JPs from Angels in the Outfield. It could happen. Yeah, my JP bet of the week plus the five thousand. The worst thing you could have seen is Tyler Reddick and Austin Dillon run one two in that race. Now you're gonna think every race you can get that plus five thousand. Um, Dude, no, not even that. Cole Custer. <laughs> I mean, think about oh, yeah. that one. No, I mean, I don't think you're going to get it every race, but like, but like looking at Kenseth's record and then, you know, they were coming out all excited. Oh, we've got Kenseth's car tweaked now to where it's more to his liking. I'm like, okay, well, he's pretty good at New Hampshire. He's had some decent luck. He had a really great run here in the past. It wasn't was that long like ago. all day too. Yeah. He wasn't doing terrible. I mean. Yeah, he wasn't doing horrible by any means. Um, but, uh, 
but but the the big surprise I think of the day, we we had a good idea that Ricky Stenhouse might get a top twenty. Okay, starting in thirty first, he and Ryan Priest both. Ryan Priest I think finished thirteenth at this track after and, four straight races being like last yes. or second to last. Yeah, hell of a day for JTG uh, Daughtery. Um, big shout out to them. They, they worked their asses off today and that team deserves everything. And those drivers deserve it all too. So like nothing negative to say about Ryan priest or, um, or, or Ricky Stenhouse jr. Have you noticed um, how we either like nail these picks or when we miss, we miss big and when we nail them, we nail them. It doesn't seem like we have many days where, like our misses are guys that score 30 points. Like they're going to get negative points or they're going to be a home run usually. Yeah. I think is that, that no it's like qualifying. Is that, is that what that is? Well, this, this, this seems to happen a lot when we pick Kyle Busch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to add any more fuel to the fire, but I will say just real quick, going back to that before I do get on the subject, uh, get, get your head positive, Kyle. If, if this finds you, if Samantha shows you this episode, get your head positive, man. Be positive, and everything's going to work itself out. And if it doesn't work itself out this year, you can't not think that he's going to not come back for with a vengeance next season. Like, it's going to be, like, unstoppable force of nature. Like, you're just not yeah. going to be able to stop it. But it can change right now. He could Mindset and mentality is everything. He could do this the rest of the season, I still would be – putting him as a top driver. I mean, he's, absolutely. if you don't think Kyle Busch can drive, then you're insane. So. Yeah, just, absolutely. And yeah, like I said, it's just, uh, just, just get more positive, man. Get, get the, get the team positive. If you're positive, the team's going to be positive. Everybody's going to be positive in the team. You're going to do great. Um, getting to uh, back to <laughs> our picks though. <laughs> Wait, were you just giving a, a, like a pep talk to Kyle Busch? Is that what that was? Yeah, he needs it. Yeah. He needs it right now. He needs it. I'm that I'm that big headed that I think that my words are going to change Kyle Bush's approach to life. Just like you, you've got all this stuff, money and success, and I'm just chilling in a bedroom with Dale Earnhardt pictures behind me, and I'm going to tell you how to live your life now, oh, Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> KFB. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Um, but no, yeah, dude, you're. There have been. I think that that we just get stuck on the races that we've been hit the hardest like that because like dude we're pretty consistent like we've been riding the middle line pretty well you've won tournaments um but like we we think back to like miami like dude that race sticks in my head to this day oh yeah um and you know so it's a it's a fine line but i mean it's just keeping a look at the data looking at the recency stuff you know the recency uh the recent successes that drivers have had like a lot of people were against denny hamlin um and a lot of people were high on truex and I was high on two X driver. Hamlin was a high zone driver. So I think he was. Yeah. People talked so. about him, but looking yeah. back, if you look back at like um, years past, like where he's done, cause supposedly this package was similar to a couple years ago. And so I know some people out there were a little bit lower and a little bit higher on true X. I was higher on true X. I thought true X was going to be able to do the damn thing. True X and Hamlin I, were my two high zone guys in the whole field today. Same, so. same. I had a lot of them. Um, and, you know, Denny did really good. It's just right there at the end, his car just went to garbage. And he couldn't get the most out Incredible of it. Incredible DFS day, though, right? I mean, he had, like, what, 85-something? Yes. Or, he had a ton of points, so. Yeah. I had it all riding on him. I did get lucky, though, like, uh, in the beginning of the race. Like, when I saw how 
how uh, how our, our guy Brad Kozlowski, not our guy, but how Brad K was running, I was very quick to hit the plus eight hundred odds. Uh, you so it out or like you added a fourth. Driver. I did. Yeah, I added I added another driver and I hedged myself and I uh, I put a unit on him and I ended up breaking even. Actually, I made a little bit. Made like nice. I think I made like fifty bucks or something. I don't know. Did you but, think Joey was going to get the lead at some point in order for a while? I, I kept thinking it was coming. Um, no, I I personally like dude. Once I saw what Brad had and what Denny had, like I was already under the impression, okay, it's going to be these two all the way out. Like Kevin. I thought that like Kevin had the opportunity. If people started running out of gas, Kevin was going to pull like a Jackson storm from cars three and just yeah, zoom dude. out. How, how do these people, <laughs> the fuel mileage window, they exceeded it by like 20 laps. Did you notice yeah. that? Yeah. They got, uh, I don't know what they're doing. Like I think Elon Musk has a secret deal with them and they have electric cars now. <laughs> I was pissed, dude. I was pissed. I was, I was like, too. I wanted Brad to run out of gas, and I wanted Denny to win that race, man. Because I went and threw yeah. another hundred bucks on, on Denny towards the end. Oh, you did. Yeah, I was super pissed, man. Dude, Denny, dude, I don't know. I got Denny energy, man. Denny energy. Corey yeah. would not be happy with that. Probably not, dude. I mean, I hate it. I hate it. But I mean, Corey said, "I see equipment." You know, I don't think Corey can be mad at me for that. I hate it for Corey too, but you know what I will say about Corey? That's a hard motherfucker, dude. He got, he went into the garage. I had to fix the car up. He got back out there like 38 laps down and was like, we're going to, I'm going to use this as practice. That's a fucking race car driver right there. Mad respect for Corey. Lichelle. He's had some nice uh, DFS days for us too. Not, not yeah. too long ago. I mean, we had him on the show and that day, I think he had a good day for us. So can I punch some people? Can I mentally punch some people real quick that played uh, Christopher Bell? At 10K. Yeah, finally. Fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) I left my ass off, dude, when that happened. Because it's like, look, I'm not going to spend 10 – like, look, yeah. The only thing that people could really justify is, like, Christopher Bell at short tracks is decent. But it's like, well, Matt Benedetto ran fifth in that car last season. You know, and then he got up to fifth and, like, all those people were like, it's Levine family racing. That's it's the car. It's the car. And it's like, no, nah, and then Matt Benedetto gets up the fifth right towards him before Harvick fucking steals it from him. Yeah. Shit yeah speaking, sucked. Of, uh, speaking of him, that's, he had a hell of a day. Uh, the Benedetto did. So one of, one, one of the picks, one of the picks in the article, man, uh, dude, it's, uh, I, uh, I was putting it all together and, you know, I, I had three guys to my rotoballer picks after the five guys that we talk about. And Benedetto had to be one of them, man. I was like, you know what? I know he's like 8,000. He's right there in that middle tier. I was like, but I got a really good feeling about him. You know, I don't think it was just the car last year. Yeah, I liked him a lot today, too. I think I had him. He loves this track. Yeah. I, 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 on a lot of the Alan Kenseth lineups, I put a lot of the Benedetto and John Hunter. And John Hunter cracked out, man. But he was starting. See, that's the thing that DraftKings does. So how do you justify Christopher Bell being 10K starting 35th? But then you have John Hunter starting 36 and he's 7K. Like, is there really a 3K difference between those two drivers? Dude, I don't, I don't understand any of it, honestly. Like, I don't understand why Christopher Bell keeps getting put where he's put at. I mean, I know that it goes off of, like, points or what is it, like, team? I don't think they do that. I think it's just recent performance and um, how much ownership they carry from week to week. And they do this new thing. It's called um, dynamic. No, I'm talking about the random draw. Like how does the drawing, how does he getting, how does he keep getting put back in the thirties? You know, I think it's something to do with um, 
I can't remember, but based on who maybe charters you or something like that, I, I don't know. But he, there's a reason he's always back there, and it's getting kind of old. But if he's 10K, I'm just not going to play him. I'm going to put him in a few right. lineups, some low-dollar stuff, and then <clears throat> move on. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I just uh, I can't I can't justify paying up for him. There's just way better value out there. Um, Ryan Blaney, how who did he uh, like? What voodoo witch doctor did he piss on? Every race, it seems like this happened. Right? <laughs> Every like, race. Yeah, I, I'm I'm over it with him. I played him in a good bit of lineups, and what pissed me off the most is that I made a good bit of lineups, and all my Kez lineups had no Denny. But you know who I did have? Kyle Bush. <laughs> paired all my Kaz with KB. Yeah, all yeah. my Kaz was paired with KB. I thought Blaney or Truex or Logano, one of those three was going to try to make it a three-man race today, and they really couldn't. Harvick kind of made a ch- – uh, there was a short period of time where Harvick was trying to be that guy. Um, yeah, I'm glad that we didn't go full-fledged on him. Like, I didn't have, like, a spectacular feeling about him this week just because – it's just it, – for him, it seems like – like, for Denny, it seems like the momentum is strong going into every week. For Harvick, you can kind of – I feel like by watching his interviews, and I don't know how much inter, how much of his interviews you're watching or anything like that, like, just, like, checking. Like, I'm big on, like, watching drivers' demeanors and, like, their – you know, how they're feeling, what they're doing. And watching some of his stuff this week, like, I just – it just seemed like he was just kind of checked out. And I wasn't – I don't know. That was, and it might be scary to find out that that's how I make some of my judgments. But, <laughs> but um, I'm just surprised that you're like watching midweek interviews and stuff. Where do you even? I mean, are you watching that like on TV or YouTube? Or no, whatever? online, online, and then NASCAR media. NASCAR media has got a lot of cool stuff, and we have access to that stuff. We, you know, you know what I found out? We actually could be interviewing drivers throughout the week. Because of our NASCAR media credentials, why aren't we doing it? I know. I think we, we, need, we need. We just decided we're doing this now, and I think the Garage Fam's going to love it. If you're going to love it, tweet at us. Let us know. Um, How quickly will we lose our credential when we start asking questions that we want to ask? We're going to have to be sneaky. We're going to have to be really sneaky like, about it. The first time I get an opportunity to speak up, I'm like, "All right, guys, I got a rapid fire question set for you guys. If you'll just hold on real quick, I'm going to pull up my phone and start just do chef specials." <laughs> This is nothing but chef specials, yeah. like the whole time. Yeah, dude, like, we would right, lose sorry, our we would lose our done. login. Excuse yeah. me, I, I I'm having some trouble logging in. Are you those guy garage boys? Yeah. Oh, get out of here! You're banned. You're out. Yeah, yeah we'd have to about track history. You got to leave. I'm like, all right, see y'all later. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can call our boy Daniel Albano about that one. He can teach us a little bit of how yeah. to do some things. Yeah, we'll work I'll it out a little bit. My notepad out and just taking notes every time I get on NASCAR media and, and we'll I'm get sure our we'll little pass. That. We can get retweeted by Jeff Gluck. All right. <laughs> Shout out to Daniel about <laughs> But, uh, Eric Amarola, do you want to talk about him before we move Straight forward? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Top 10. I don't even, I have, I've lost count. He's just, I know he's going to be there. He's going to be there. Dude, He'll be there for you. Just as fast as, as Harvick, it really Dude, does. Yeah, people were tweeting at me like, "Is he gonna get? Is he gonna get another top ten? Bet, big bet, mm-hmm. bet on him right now. Do it, Bacon Boy, all the way. He needs to get sponsored by so Wendy's. Funny. It's so funny how like literally three months ago we were saying we never hear ourselves talking about him as a DFS play. <laughs> and look at us now. 
of how things can change. Of how the I know. Of how the turns are tabled. Yeah, how how the turntables. Um, and then and then I also love the fact that like people are now referring to him as Bacon Boy. Just like I see it on Twitter all the time. It's Bacon Boy now. I think we brought that. I think we brought that to uh, to light. Yeah. So I'm appreciative. I'm appreciative of us that finish? we the SHR teammate. Where do you dude? Finish? So Chris, Clint, Chris Boyer, Clint Boyer, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't a good finish for him. He finished 18th. You know, he's bitching about not getting a good starting position. I think we found out something today though. He pissed a lot of people off. He was driving aggressive as shit. He is, he is the grown up Noah Gregson. He pisses everybody off. Do you think so? Yeah. Today he was at least. No, no, it's not all the time. But him and Noah either smoked a bowl or fucking had some beers or hung out, went to dinner. They did something this weekend because he knew Clint. Boyer's in the media now. He's they have cool. one foot in the media, and he's he's watching Gregson race, and he's like, "Man, I like this guy's energy." Yeah, he's like, "I want a mohawk mullet," you know. If he just came out with a mohawk, I do want to see Boyer get back in the victory lane, though, just so he has that like two week bender. So bad, so yeah. bad. Yeah, like I just want to see Boyer get a championship. Could you imagine that? Oof. That's not happening. You think he would come out alive? Or would he yeah. like or would he get like he would just like have alcohol poisoning and have to go to the hospital? Fronts, I think he fronts like he parties harder than he actually does, just saying. He probably gets home and he's just like, Cash, bring me yeah. a seltzer. Yeah. Taking a break from the bush. Daddy's daddy's beat. <laughs> daddy's past his prime. He needs him a seltzer. Yeah. They call Kyle Larson's wife to come chug the beer for him. She's good at that. Yeah, we got to bring, yeah. we got to bring Larson back just for that reason. Not even nothing to do with him. Just the yeah, we just miss. I just miss your wife, dude. Like, I just want to see your wife chug. Somebody to be girl. That's it. Well, there's been a lot of rumors swirling around that uh, that he could end up at Stewart House Racing if he does come back into the Cup Series. Whose spot would you take? Uh, probably Boyer's. I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna. I don't, if Boyer, if Boyer gets out, I would think so. He would take the fourteen. I don't. I don't know if if Almirola is gonna go anywhere at this point. He's been like. He's like. I'm fighting for my job. I got to bring home the bacon. Literally. Ain't Shout out to Smith. Smithville. Young, right. Uh, I think he's a couple years older than than us. Yeah, he's in his thirties. But he's not. I mean, Boyer's obviously almost done. Like one or two yeah. years. Yeah, I think Boyer's ready to get into the booth, dude. Boyer's gonna be able to bring. Boyer's gonna be like a. You have like Pat McAfee esque type yeah. stuff, and when KB gets know. in the booth, it's like a mild version of of that. But yeah, I can see yeah. it. I think Jimmy <laughs> is going to do one more season. By the way, Jimmy's going to do one more season. I'm calling Clint's going to do one more season. Blake Shelton tweeted and was like, "Jimmy, please, He's Jimmy, not. for me and Gwen, please just do another year for." Me. I don't even know if that's how he talks, but I'd like to imagine that's how that's how my uh, my. Um, what, whatever, what did I say his name was? Dirks Bentley? I can't remember now. I'm really Dirks. bad with these country I music. I don't remember this. I don't know either. Uh, the guy from The Voice that married Gwen Stefani. That's Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like he's just like, Jimmy, Jimmy, please don't go on us. Rona's invaded America. We need you back. He's won eight championships. Year. So he needs to come back for nine. And Right. 100%. That's no, that's no mathematical error either, guys. That's real talk. I'm trying to build him up from, from external motivation that he has an eighth championship. And what's frustrating about his season, that is, man, he when he's running good, he's 
good. He just always screws up. Like his his green flag speed's been pretty good this year. Yeah, I don't know, dude. It it just seems like I don't know. I'm 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 of the opinion that like you need to to go. Like it's over, bro. Like it's over. Like this is a yeah. terrible retirement year for him. Not even with Honestly, Corona. Yeah, that's why I think he's gonna come back. It's just not the. It's just such a weird year. Uh, but I'm with you. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of run its course, right? If he comes back, like he's got to win at least one race. Like yeah. he's It'll not win. gonna win a championship. He's not. Yeah. And I say that with all hope that, like, if this ever found him, um, that, that he would use it as motivation to win a championship like Tom Brady does with the media or, or, or you know, to shut people up. Yeah. Um, but I just – I don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah, I think I want him to come back. But depending on how the – if he would – I would want to know how the shuffling of cars would go and who would come in to the Cup Series if he didn't. And then that would help me answer if I want him back. You see what I'm saying? Like, if I can right. know, predetermine, know who the, the talent was getting. so much, dude. Like, uh, have you seen all the Bubba Wallace news that came out recently about, like, like Richard Petty is, like, offering him to buy into Richard Petty Motorsports, like, to own it, like, to own a piece. Share. Yes, to own a piece of it. Then there's – Brad's pretty much came out and said he has no plans to go to Team Hendrick. So that opens up the possibility of him going to Chip Ganassi. With Ken, I'm sure Ken's is not coming back after this season. He's just, he's, I think he's over. He's over. That team is just, Kurt's not doing but, anything. Mm-mm. Like, that team's just so uh, dull right now. They're not doing, they I are. Mean, Kurt's not having a good year. He just, no. he seems like he's right around that like 10 to 12 range and just falls back every time. I don't know. Yeah. All I got to say to Brad is that, uh, you know, that 42 ain't no Penske car. So remember that. I think Brad should stay right where he's at. They're all. I do three. too. Blaney, Logano, and and Brad have all had speed at different times this year, and they're all three. Yeah. And, I mean, looking at the points, I don't have it in front of me, but they're doing fine. They're really doing <clears> yeah. good. So imagine if Dodge came back and Penske went back to Dodge. That would do, dude. Unbeat. I don't know. I don't know if that would be a good thing. I think it would be a great thing. Dude, the aerodynamic on the Challenger would be insane. I just don't know if they want to mess with anything right now. I don't know either, but um, it's interesting for Bubba though, man, because I really feel like Hendrick would take a a, a, a grab at Bubba for the forty eight at this point. I really do. And he, do you think that's all hype, or do you think that's there's real? I mean, I think he's gonna stay where he's at. I don't maybe in. I think he needs more time, man. I mean, his. You got an opportunity because, like, the big deal is now is there's the opportunity of what if. If Brad stays where he's at, what if – and this is something very realistic. Bubba goes to the 42 and gets the full McDonald's sponsorship because McDonald's yeah, has been wanting to fully sponsor him. Do the results warrant it, or is he just more marketable now? Yeah, I mean, he's marketable, but I agree we also, marketable, we also don't know, though, because, like, the, the Richard Petty Motorsports like, – like, look, for instance, perfect example, Eric Amarola. Okay, mm-hmm. he had a couple of decent races in the, 40 th- the 43 when he was with Richard Petty. Then you put him in the 10, look at him now. Yeah. I mean, I would, love, I would love for Bubba to get it personally. The I just 43 is not good equipment. And I think Bubba does have – I mean, you look at Bubba's record. Look at Bubba before NASCAR. Kid got into NASCAR for a reason. Yeah, it's just tough you know? sell when the guy's average, <laughs> average finish is literally like 31. Like, that's I, think that's, I think that's most of the car 
talking though. Yeah, but I would bet Eric Eric's average finish was not 31 when he got that move. I bet he was doing better than that. Well, I have to go back and look at the record books. But I hope he gets I do it because if you're if you're somebody though if you're somebody that's looking to get somebody new into your car and you do believe he's a, a good driver, then it's definitely the right time to. I mean, like he's he's in the public um, image right now. I mean, he's he's on he's on camera all the time. He's speaking out yeah. a lot more. He was just in GQ. Yeah, I mean, you gotta at least consider it, right? So exactly the forty the forty eight or the forty two, unless they do a significant overhaul at Richard Petty Motorsports. And they would, I mean, significant. Like, you would have to get that, that – that team would have to get back to when Richard Petty was racing back in the 70s, in the 60s. You know I what I mean? I don't know if they had that kind of money to pump into it either. So. Oh, hell no, they don't. That's what I'm saying. So, I think better equipment, we'll see Bubba do way better. Um, just because I've, I've watched some of his old races before NASCAR. I know the kid can drive. I call him a kid. He's only like a year or two younger than me. But <laughs> – you know, I know I you can drive. I just don't know how much of it's hype. We can, we don't know if we're reading what we're reading is actually true or just more hype. I didn't think it made any sense for Eric Amarola to go to Stuart Haas Racing, but he did. Either. And I look did. at him there. You know, yeah. just one of those one of those kind of deals. So we'll see how it all transpires. But well, by the way, when was that roughly? Like what? Is that like five <sighs> years ago? Dude, Bubba's been with Richard Petty for like three years now. No, the Eric movie. Yeah, how old? So that was how long ago? Three? Like four years ago. Four years. Yeah, it's been <clears> a while. Because after Danica, that. when Danica left, that's when Eric took over. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When Danica retired, that's when Eric took over. Man. So, yeah, man. Really? Yeah. Crazy. Crazy times. You know, that memory of mine is not too short. Oh, well. I'm here for you, man. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was uh, that's about all I got, unless you got anything else for New Hampshire. Uh, very good race for the, uh, for the package of the cars. I, def- I enjoyed this race. Opposite of most races where the last stage was the boring one and just ran on green. It was a green flag for what? hundred and something laps maybe or 90 something mm-hmm. laps. But yeah. the first two laps, the first two stages were actually pretty entertaining with some, with some passing in the lead. So I really yeah, we had the first two stages, which is good really backwards bit. for me. So. Yeah. Good bit of lead changes, man. So it was a, it was definitely a good race. I definitely want to see more stuff like this, more races like this. And when we've got a, uh, we've got a very eventful weekend coming up with back-to-back racing in Michigan. So, uh, is that Saturday and Sunday, right? Yeah, gonna be a busy weekend for me and you coming into the weekend. Yeah, oh, yeah, get ready, homebrae. Now we got um, some football talk, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, the majority of uh, the football talk obviously is going to be with our special guest on this episode, Mr. Jake Seeley from The Athletic. Um, we had him on to uh, talk a little bit of fantasy football, the state of uh, the NFL, and uh, all kinds of other stuff as well. We try to find Drew uh, a high roller league. Had a good little conversation about that as well. So uh, it was a good episode, uh, good interview, and uh, and we'll have that attached here. But uh, just kind of a current update, real quick on on football, man. Um, Minshew got the Rona, bro. I know. Pretty disappointing news, uh, but he'll be fine. We know Gardner Minshew's built to uh, – that body is built to, to withstand anything that comes at it. So, yeah, he'll be figured out. Jags are going to be okay. Jags, Jags on top, unless they play the Saints, and that's how it goes, and your Patriots. But it seems like the Patriots aren't even going to be a team at this point. Had another Patriot drop. Uh, Matt Lacoste yeah. matters tons, but yeah, Matt Lacoste – How many catches and Sony Michelle. Sonny Michelle on the physically unable to perform list. 
Are you going to be a guy feeling? that drafts Damian Harris, or are you going to fall for the Patriots running back? I'm probably not going to draft anybody from New England, except for Jake Stidham. Shout out to Jake Stidham, the Stidmeister. Yeah, whatever. I've been, I, this is the episode where I'm bad with names. Well, we'll, Jake, we'll take that down. We have Jake Silly here for interviews, so you probably got the names mixed up there. Probably. Get a lot of names mixed up on this one. Okay. But we'll, we'll get it figured out. Blake, Blake, uh, Blake Shelton, Dirk okay. Bentley. I don't know. Yeah, who cares? Blake. Um, yeah, it's early. That's right after our content, too. Like, <clears throat> by, Sunday, by Sunday night, I mean, we're, we're worn out. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that everybody that's listening to this like Monday morning realizes that it's Sunday night. So they, oh, they yeah. get that much. Um, but, yeah, Sony landed on the physical and perform list. Uh, I just said that so fast. Um, and the pup. the pup. Yeah, he's a pup. Um, hold on. Okay, I had to use my force, forces of nature to stop the sneeze. Um, just open the nostrils, real good feeling. Um, but uh, other than that, man, I don't really know. I haven't dug too deep. Like I said, I've been in complete race mode all weekend. So I haven't really got to dig too deep into football. But uh, do, you, do you have any, any, any late breaking news for the Garage Fam for football? No, I don't. Um, I still have to do my – Research for fantasy football. I've been loosely paying attention to NFL Twitter. Um, my NBA content will be going up on Rotoballer this week, so I have been paying attention to the NBA world a little bit. Watching yeah, some of those yeah. games. Yep, sports are back. I think I got a hockey game on in there right now, so I'm about to go. I'm about to go watch some ball. I think we got uh, the the Suns. Suns are playing tonight. And Bucks, Rockets right now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got a parlay going. I need to go check that out. But um. But yeah, um, we're gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and just, just uh, after the Sealy interview, uh, it'll just roll into the credits. So we'll just we're just gonna wrap it up right here. But I hope you guys enjoyed this interview. And uh, Jake Sealy is awesome. Be sure to follow him. He's got a lot of great knowledge and information on fantasy football. Literally year round guy. Football is his jam. Um, <laughs> an amazing, amazing collection of uh, of the the, the pop action figures and you'll see that here in just a second but um as always we appreciate you garage fam be sure to subscribe to our channel uh give us a like and uh follow us follow me at garage guy chase on twitter follow chef boy at chef boy Ardine, drew dean and uh be checking out our content on rotor baller very busy month of racing coming up and we're going to be juggling football with that the ggfs pro league draft in the middle of the month going to be huge so fantasy football is back NASCAR's in full swing, and here is Jake Seeley, sports party, repeat, Jake Seeley. All right, we now welcome on to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast, uh, longtime friend, first-time guest, uh, had, a, uh, had a lot of connections. He was in our uh, inaugural season of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Pro League and winner of our inaugural season, Mr. Jake Seeley. Jake, welcome aboard. Have you been? I, I don't think this is not the first time. We we did it together that year when I was in the league. So yeah, first that time was this year. that was the first time. This is the first time you've ever been on the show. No, but, I thought I was on the show when we did the league. Mm -mm. I don't think we can make it work. Something hey, didn't happen. I'm gonna trust his memory over yours. I feel like that was back <laughs> in your party days. At my. It, it may be I'm, Chase, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chase, yeah. I'm almost positive. Like though, the whole point is that like I came on and then we did the league. I don't, I don't know if it ever happened. On, Chase, did you interview everybody in the league that year 
for me. There yeah. was there was it was one you and somebody else. It wasn't it wasn't Drew at the no, time. No, it might have been if that's true, then my memory <laughs> just got whacked in the face. But <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that never happens. So that's that's big. That's bold. See, already big things are already happening when Jake's on the show. Jake, so, I, Jake, I wouldn't be here if uh, Chase wouldn't have cleaned up his act. That makes you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was rowdy, but but uh, but yeah, but you're here now, and and like I said, you went in the league the first year that we had it on. It was awesome. We're uh, we're getting everything together, getting ready to roll in for uh, for season three. So I know that you're you're a busy guy right now, and you've got a lot of stuff going on with uh, with fantasy football, obviously. Uh, how are just initial thoughts? How are we feeling about this uh, 2020 and, and where the NFL is headed going into it? I mean, I think the baseball's bad news if the NFL is going to try and be like baseball. If the NFL tries to be like the NBA and NHL, I think everything's fine. I, and I know a lot of people out there are being negative and they're like, oh, well, the NFL, you know, they're, they're doing this and they're going to do their own thing and they're just kind of like thumbing their nose up. I don't think that I think the NFL is legitimately just watching to see what the other three do and see what works and what doesn't. I, I don't think they're like a hundred percent going with the MLB plan of like, all right, we have this whole situation. We'll kind of lock down on it and then we'll have contingencies. If it, I mean, we see how that's going. Uh, the Marlins aren't playing for like a week now. Uh, the NBA, the thing is, is like the, they can't do the NBA. They can't do a full bubble. There's just no way. There's just way too many people, but I think they can watch and learn from all the three. And I think that's what they're doing. I think that's why they haven't said exactly what the plan is. I think they want to see what works and what doesn't. That's what, at least I'm trying to be positive. About it. I'm trying to hope right. for it because I think the NFL is going to make every damn possible opportunity to make it happen. And I'm just thinking, hopefully, they're smart enough to go with that. Hey, do you think they could do uh, – do you think they could front load the schedule with all the division games and do like – multiple bubbles and then do all the non-division games after or no? I mean, well, that's like I was reading an article the other day was talking about like having city bubbles. So like having 32 city bubbles and like having the teams in the bubble for each of the 32 cities. But even that, not only do you have the players, which is 60 plus players, you have potential practice squad players that wouldn't be allowed to leave. So now you're talking about 70 to 80. Then you're talking about the coaching staff. Then you're talking about what do you do with the referees? Cause the referees have to travel. Like, so does every team have referees that have to stay with a team. So it's just, I can see why it's not conceivable. But to that point, like, maybe it's, I don't know, maybe I'd say worst case, we look at a, like a really weird schedule like baseball has, where maybe, you know, you don't play, but like your division three times each and then one other division. I mean, that's certainly a possibility, but I think the NFL is going to do whatever the hell they can. I, I, I don't see. I, I don't see at least the season starting and getting somewhere. <laughs> right, absolutely. I know they, they were they were talking about like all the different things that they can do, but it's just that now we've got players that are opting out. I know that uh, that recently some of the big players have been uh, Nick Foles was probably one of the bigger names, uh, Marquise Goodwin, and um, I can't think of who else it was, but I know those are like the two that stood out for me, and I'm sure that more are coming. Um, and, and looking at that in the retrospect, I mean. I, People are still going to be playing the DFS game, like, regardless. But, I mean, with uh, if we get a whole bunch of people, man, I mean, the, the, it's just going to be like another year for season-long fantasy where we just adapt and, and just pick up some of these guys that are on the lower ends and just hope for the best. I, I think we are going to have to adapt in fantasy in general. Uh, I'm thinking, like, for example, a lot of my leagues saying, you know, go 18 instead of 16 rounds. And that's, you know, that's – 
the start. I mean, you could go further than that. It, it depending on how knowledgeable your league is, you don't have to stop at 18. You could go 20 and just make the benches super deep. I, I said this to Pat on Pat show, Pat Mayo show. I said, I think that some people need to start thinking in the back of their mind. I wouldn't say as of today, do it, but I just threw it out there. It's like, put this in your league's mind. So it's there and pass, you possibly have a vote before the league starts. If we get to the end of August and it's starting to look like it might be more baseball than NBA is you still have weekly rosters when you have moves, trades, waivers, but your lineup is best ball every single week. Because what I said is, you know, even if you have a backup quarterback, but like, let's, let's say you drafted Dak and Zeke and they play Monday night football. Are you just never going to use Monday night football players? Because you then why are you even drafting those kind of play? Like, why would you hamstring a team like that? So like what happens if Monday rolls around and like the Marlins, we find out that three of them <laughs> tested positive, Monday morning and then you're without Dak and you know so that's why I think like a weekly that's like I said I think that's just something we might have to live with the 2020 it's not fun in the fact of like you kind of almost give people an out and they don't have to make the tough lineup decisions but at the same time nobody wants to be the one that loses three starters Monday night to COVID yeah and that, 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 that's gonna be that's gonna be something it's going to be something that we have to look out for. But, yeah, I love the, uh, the idea. I've heard a lot of people talking about the benches. That's something I think we're going to be implementing um, and a lot of the other leagues that I'm involved in, too. Um, kind of moving from the, the COVID stuff in general, I mean, just looking at football right now, I mean, obviously, you know, that we're primarily have been a NASCAR podcast since uh, the NASCAR has been like the one sport that came back first. Uh, we've been covering that a lot this season and doing a lot with that. I don't know how much NASCAR you're watching. I'm sure you probably see some of my stuff online. Are you, uh, you get tired of seeing that at the time? Uh, no, it's just, I, I don't really even acknowledge it, honestly. Like, <laughs> right. You're looking to, for the football stuff. To, yeah. Hey, kudos to you for killing it. But yeah, like at NASCAR, I just, I had a little bit of interest when Jeff Gordon was still around, but that was about it. I just, gotcha. I, I can't, I've tried. I even tried to play DFS, and I was the curse of DFS. I would always look at I, – I actually even used your thing at the time when I was trying to play DFS, and I would have at least two crashes. Like, I would just – I was guaranteed. Oh, Same thing no. with golf. I have at least two guys that missed the cut, no matter who I read and who I listen to. So I feel like right. it's better for everybody else if I just stay away. I got you. Yeah, I know with golf, that's been uh, that's been my, my thing lately, too. I've been playing a little bit here and there. I know uh, Pat does – a lot of stuff with golf. And then of course we got some people over at Roto Baller. So it's just been, uh, it's been weird. So we, yeah, you gotta stick to what you know, but, um, but with, uh, with football this season in general, we're, we're kind of, you know, getting around to it, looking at some of these guys, who are some people that, that you've got your eye on that may be considered some sleepers that people can, uh, can look to, to hit up in the drafts, maybe in the mid to late rounds. Yeah, well, I think the most obvious one that's not going to be there by the time everybody's drafted. Like, I think a lot of people right now still haven't gotten to the draft mode, but by the time people do, Terry McLaurin's not going to be a sleeper anymore. Terry McLaurin's already kind yeah. of not. If anybody follows the industry on Twitter, and I, I say that because not everybody does, but if everybody does, they, that's just going to be somebody that's just boosted up the board. So I'm going to throw out real quick. He's not like one of my favorites, but I'm just going to throw out a quick of like a comparison I keep making so far. If you want the cheap version of Terry McLaurin, he has to stay healthy, but that's why nobody really wants him is Jameson Crowder. There's no reason to look at Jameson Crowder with Sam Darnold and not say the exact same thing about what we expect with Dwayne Haskins and Terry McLaurin is more short to intermediate routes, the reliable receiver of everybody on that team. I mean, I just think that 
he's the one that I, I would actually say let people draft Terry McLaurin. Like I saw Terry McLaurin starting to slip inside the top 15. Like where's the potential return value on that? Like, right. like <laughs> I mean, now he has to be freaking amazing. I'm trying to look right now. I'm looking at my, I'm trying to pull up the sleepers column that I recently did. So yeah. Where can everybody follow your, uh, your work at, by the way, while you're doing that? The athletic. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. Uh, uh, you go. Uh, the easiest way is I see I, when you told me that we were going to talk about like sleepers, I pulled up my overdrafted players on accident. So I'm now I'm looking for, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have so many damn articles that like, we can go in that too, man. Huh? It doesn't matter. We'll roll into it. <laughs> oh, here we go. Finally, I found it. Well, no, this thing is because I did breakouts too and they all start. So one thing I'm really bad at, it was just crazy because I write about so many people is when somebody's like, who's your favorite 10th round or later sleeper. And I'm just like, uh, too many names. My brain just shuts off. <laughs> um, right. So in any case, no, no, no. So like, let's, let's run through this. Let's say I'll give you one for each position. One is, and I don't think this person's even going to with industry hype, get to where he's out priced. That's quarterback is Gardner Minshew. Like if anybody's looking for this year's Josh Allen, <laughs> you're probably, Oh, the entire show. There you go. We, we had James O'Shaughnessy on recently. So it was, uh, it was good. <laughs> So, so yeah, we're, the, we're Jags All boys. the Garden Minshew. <laughs> you got the mustache for it, so there you oh, go. Yeah, all like, the way. That's yeah. our that's our guys, man. The Wild Boys. That's what we're calling yeah. Wildcats. People <laughs> and here's one thing, and I will say this is kind of a smart thing for everybody out there that they might not know. College football stats are stupid for rushing for quarterbacks because they get negative yards when they get sacked. So people don't people see Gardner Minshew and don't realize how much he ran in college. Like he's he's a better runner than people think because all the negative sack yardage discounted some of his rushing so make sure you pay attention to that when you're looking at rushing stats for college quarterbacks um but lo i love Gardner Minshew. if you're looking about a team that's just totally got blown up and is going to i mean we're kind of going back to the blake bortles days here where they're gonna have to pass and be aggressive and have fun so love gardner Minshew. i think boston scott is getting completely overlooked at running back as the new darren sproles i mean that's yes. exactly what they've been looking for for the longest time he is the new darren sproles and I, again you said deeper this isn't somebody that i'm like oh go get me as my rb2 but right. i think that yeah i think he's one uh i will go back to terry mclaurin's division and i'll stay certainly shepherd for the giants and not because i'm a giants fan because you know i hate the giants right now until they get rid of gentlemen absolutely but when sterling shepherd's healthy he is the guy like he's the guy like it all of them being healthy, Golden Tate, Evan Ingram. It's still Sterling Shepard's the guy. He's the one that's getting the first targets. Now, maybe that changes a little bit with Daniel Jones, but Sterling Shepard's still going behind Darius Slayton right now, and I like Darius Slayton, and that just makes no sense to me. And then I'll give you super deep at tight end, and that's Jay Sternberger, uh, especially Jay Sternberger. with Devin Funches today opting out. So, I mean, it's basically Alan Lazard, a bunch of crap and hey maybe we get some jay sternberger next year but do, do you think we can have tie, a tight end in green bay though like i mean that's always that's, been like their kryptonite a, it's also it's also they've never had very good tight ends that's the, it's like they got jimmy graham when jimmy graham was basically yeah. broken and dead uh they did have jermichael finley for a little bit about a time but outside of that here here i'll give you one everybody always says that we'll go back to um oh, i was just about to say his name and it went out of my mind he caught eight touchdowns the one year and only 500 yards and Jimmy Graham's name. Oh, who the heck was that? I, sure. I, 
I know I got Jimmy Graham's name in my head and I, it's the G that's hanging me up. Cause I'm pretty sure that it's a G that everybody's probably listening to your podcast, screaming at me, telling me like, who it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're doing I, it right now. <laughs> my, <laughs> fa- sure. my favorite thing is everybody that was still playing Jimmy Graham. Like he was the old Jimmy Graham and like, <laughs> he's the, not playing. He so. was the old, amazing Jimmy Graham. He just yeah. broken down Jimmy Graham. I'm looking right now. I'm going back through the years. Was it just 2018 that he was there? I'm going to, I'm going to find him. Cause it's was it gonna, Mercedes yeah, Lewis? No, no, that was Jimmy Graham. No. It wasn't Mercedes Lewis. Screw, screw Mercedes Lewis. I hate <laughs> Richard Rogers. Oh. That's who it was. He was he was tight end ten. Eight touchdowns, five hundred yards. See, I told you. Was he the one that caught the big one, like the, the the Monday night game where it was like the against the Lions? He had the big touchdown, like the Hail Mary touchdown. Was that him? I think it, I think it might have been. I was thinking as when you said Hail Mary, I was thinking about the one against the Giants with Jeff Janis. <laughs> oh <laughs> no, it was the, the Lions. That was it was like the, the first half, one. wasn't it? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But yeah, no, no, definitely Rogers. The point being is there's not a lot of options there. The Packers ignored Aaron Rodgers' pleas, and they have had, you know, productive tight ends before. I mean, even if he only gets Jimmy Graham 60 targets last year, he could still turn it to 4,600 and five or six touchdowns. It's possible. It definitely I got is one possible. for you. Uh, last year, you know, we had like the, the Browns were a lot of people's darling. People thought they were kind of sexy. I know I was like really, really down on them. But this year, I'm finding myself really into the D-hop at Arizona. Uh, how do you feel about that? I actually thought that's another one I talked about with Pat. I seem to be one of the few people still on him as a top five wide receiver. I think that I don't think he's getting 150 targets this year, but I think he can still get 130 and be a slightly more productive because people don't realize that Kyle Murray has a great deep ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas even if he only catches the same rate as he did with Deshaun Watson – Maybe he puts up a little bit more yards per reception. Everybody's so scared because there's so many weapons there, which is funny because last year all anybody was talking about this team running 70 plays a game and that mm-hmm. you should just love everybody. And now all of a sudden everybody's concerned that DeAndre Hopkins is going to get absorbed by everybody else. They're like, really? Broken down Larry Fitzgerald. I like Christian Kirk, but Christian Kirk's not taking that much away from DeAndre Hopkins. Like, let's chill right. out a little bit. He's my number one receiver. I know that's kind number of crazy. One, I, don't want to go that, I want to go that far. <laughs> Michael Thomas? Michael Thomas, number one? Let's go that I'm far. Just, I'm such a big D-hop guy just because of all the QBs. He's I, see, I, see, I see what you're cooking with back there. See, Chef, he's got the right recipe. You look back there on that wall and you see exactly what's going down. I mean, it's hard to deny the Mike Thomas number one. I'm not going to lie, but I'm going to be a little bit bold on it. So, You're like the person who takes uh, Saquon Barkley over Christian McCaffrey number one or something like that. Like, no, like, so, no, I'm not <laughs> that guy. Oh, man. <laughs> Although – Look, I would honestly say that's a better opportunity because at least Saquon Barkley outproduced him in points per game two years ago. So, like, they, I would give you more of a case than that. Just say number two, and I'll leave you alone, Drew. I'll say number two behind Michael Thomas. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> Just because Breeze is there. But if it happens, number one, will you give me credit at least? I'll give you credit, but I won't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> So, speaking of McCaffrey, though, man, like, we've got a whole new deal going on in Carolina right now with Teddy B. Are, are you – I mean, I know it's probably just a crazy question, but I, it, to me, like, I can't help but, like, have this feeling that, like, this isn't – we're not going to see the same production out of McCaffrey this season. I don't know I, how you're feeling about it. I, I don't – I'm not thinking that it's going to be that much different, mostly because that if he does come off the field a little bit more – and, you know, they just want to be safe. Rules, you know, Rule kind of threw that out there about a month or two ago and kind of worried some people. It's just the options behind them, but also the fact of, I think this team might run more plays this year and probably better quarterback play, despite the fact I don't love Teddy Bridgewater. I actually think Teddy Bridgewater is a concern for DJ Moore's value, but 
you do have the person that made LSU's offense get out of the 1990s and Joe Brady and made it like the offense of college. He's the one that made Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow throwing for record touchdowns. Absolutely. And now he's in Carolina. I think it's not just the rule. It's not just the Teddy Bridgewaters. People keep forgetting that Joe Brady's there. So I think if you look at a weak defense and we always talk about teams that we want to attack a weak defense and they're going to have to play catch up. Um, I'm not that worried about Christian McCaffrey just for the fact that he's going to have to be the number one receiver and runner for this team again. I, I think he could repeat. But if he, he did get unseated and landed number two, I, I think that's plausible. But I don't – like, who cares? Like, if he still finishes number two, we're not going to be that upset. Exactly. Yeah, he's definitely still a top three running back for me. I'm, I'm a little more – and this might be where my bias is coming in, but I'm just a little more of the opinion that Kamara is going to really have a really good, strong bounce back here. I'm feeling it. I'm seeing it. And, I mean, there's, there's other people out there in the industry that have been thinking the same thing. I just – with Kamara is – my concern is I don't think Latavius Murray is going away. I think that we're going to continue to see enough steals inside our vultures, the better word, inside mm-hmm. the 10 that, you know, Kamara did have unfortunate touchdown luck last year. Like, he went the exact – he was over, like, touchdown productive two years ago. And then last year, it swung the exact opposite direction until the end of the season. And I think that if you fall somewhere in the middle, that's a reasonable expectation. But if he goes back to two years ago, you're not wrong. Like, Kamara is, like, one of the people that could push Barkley, Zeke, and CMC, and not even a thought in my mind. But I just think Latavius isn't going away. Yeah. And Latavius Murray, he's a lat Murray dude. I don't know. After after the game, I thought that we were going to see the uh, you know with the, you know I'm a Saints fan obviously, so I thought that we were going to see them do really well against Minnesota, and then obviously we're cursed against that team. So I thought Lat Murray was going to have a lot more involvement, and it's, everything just kind of fell apart in that one. But it is going to be good to see how he bounces back this season. Uh, but keeping it in the NFC South, going over to talk about about Drew's favorite quarterback, uh, Tom Brady is now in Tampa Bay. Do you see this as more of a gimmick team, or is this a real team? I think it's a real team. I just I do have concerns of the fact that it feels a little bit like the Cleveland Browns of last year, and obviously a little bit different reasons, but it, the same like hype around it, mostly because I'm concerned what is the offensive line. Now, granted, they did improve, but – what you know like we still have to see it actually look better uh the running back is still a question mark i mean we we're getting every single week seems like it's back and forth like one week it's vaughn one week it's ronald jones now vaughn goes on the covid list or you know whatever it might be speculation about it and people are talking up ronald jones but ronald jones can't pass block even if he's improved he's still probably not that good and tom brady's not going to put up with that I just, I don't, and that's the biggest problem I have. Like, if you told me they picked up LeGarrette Blunt and stuck him back there from two years ago, I don't think he has anything left. LeGarrette. But yeah, but they gave Blunt in that backfield like from two years ago. I, it's crazy to say that like that being in the backfield would make me feel better about this team. But I just worry about Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have an article that's, I guess, out by the time a lot of people are listening to this podcast on The Athletic about end zone targets. And they, one of the things I looked up was Kyler Murray versus Deshaun Watson to talk about what's that going to be effect for DeAndre Hopkins. And one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL, bottom five alongside Phillip Rivers last year in end zone target touchdown percentage was Tom Brady. So Tom Brady might have lost it a little bit. It might not just be who he was playing with. So 
I think there's plenty of room for excitement, and they should probably be a playoff team, but it wouldn't surprise me if they disappoint like the Browns. You're sleeping on the Okinbawale, man. <laughs> no, I'm not. There's a reason he's a journeyman. <laughs> Crazy Earl's going to be pissed at you, man. I'm telling you, when he calls in, he, we got a caller named Crazy Earl. When he calls in, he's going to be real mad. He's, he's a blunt guy, so you, you did good there. Yeah. But, but <laughs> with Ogunbowale, man, I don't know, he's not going to be too happy about and it. What are the chances this, that he would have brought, brought up blunt and Ogunbowale? How did this, come, right? this happen? <laughs> Do you know Crazy Earl, Jay? If it wasn't for the offseason we're in – I'm not sure that Ogumuwale has a job in week one. Like, I think that they might have just lost it for Calais because I think Calais is a nice pass catcher and has some pass blocking. But, like, Ogumuwale swapped teams and was a journeyman for a reason. He's not that good. Sorry, Happy, you're not that good. And your finger paintings suck. Your finger paintings. I love it. All right, so I'm a, I'm a sports betting and DFS DraftKings guy, so I jump around sport to sport a lot. And then I see all these guys that, like, tweet threads about season-long fantasy football year-round, it seems like. They're just, like, all in, which more the power – you know, that's all the power to them because I, I don't know how you do that all year. But um, I have a theory that I can, like, crash course, uh, take Adderall last – like, a week before my drafts and be just as ready as those guys. <laughs> um, where can I find a league full of those guys that tweet 24-7 – and put my money or a mouse at and play in a league with all those guys. Where do I find that? <laughs> with like big. all the tra- the season long like boasters are you talking about? Just like those nerds that tweet twenty four seven about season long. <laughs> you you gotta go yeah, go you what you gotta do is you gotta get like I think it's fifteen hundred bucks or what you gotta go play the NFFC. That's what you have to go do. Okay. Ooh. I'll do that. I mean I'm I, I just Actually, don't like the guys that tweet twenty four seven. Then you like try to get in a league, and they're like, "Oh, it's a five dollar league." I want to pay. I want to like play some pretty big money. Actually, hold on, I'm looking right now. I'll tell you how much. I think they might have smaller ones too, where you don't have to go that big. But the, I think the overall, and that's a hundred thousand dollars, like to for first place if you want to do that one. But let's here. I'll look it up right now. I'm looking at their football site because I have a site. I have a team that's run through there. So let's see, two hundred thousand dollars for first place. Let's see. How You're getting in the high roll league right now, Drew. This but that's, is happening. That's, that's where you go to challenge them. That's what I'm talking So you want – that's the NFFC cut line. That's I think that's the one that you want. Let me see. Let's see how much this thing is for you. Well, this is live. Pulling up. That one's only $155. Oh, man. I'm in on that. So that's 100 I, I know there's one that's more expensive that's around 1000 But you got – it's the uh, NFFC. So if it's – I think it's NFC.com or NF – oh, no. It's NFC.SHGN. Dot com. I don't know what the SHGN is for. And you play in it? Yeah, I've actually, I was in one last year. So I'm saying, all right. Oh, yeah, here we go. There's entries. Yep, $1,000, $500, $400, $400, $500, $500, $500, $500, $500, $500, $500, $500, $500, $500, $500, $500, $500, $500, $500, $500, $500, $500, $500, $500, $500, $500, $500, $500, $500, $500, $500, $500, $500
This is high roller. We just need to start a sports book. This is what I wanted, though, because it drives me nuts when people thread fantasy football season long every day. I just jump around sport to sport because I, you know, you know, Chase, I didn't do that. There's your challenge. Go play in one of the Rotowire cut lines on NFFC. Okay. Challenge him. I make sure you like spell it. Yeah. He went in. He gave you all that you need to know. So we're going to do that, and then we're going to find people, once you are winning, we'll find people to taunt, and we're going to get them to get you a billboard in, like, four different cities. Chef Boy's fate. <laughs> the, troll Flash self, on it. the troll self is definitely going to come out. Don't worry. I'm ready. All right, and so you got you to – You're just going to turn into one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'll be the guy, you'll be the guy you're bitching about. <laughs> I, you know I had that nerd side, too. I just can't stand the people that tweet about it all 24-7. You know, there's other sports going on. I, I like all sports, but there's a whole market for fantasy football. I get it. Yeah, he's a DFS boy through and through, all the way, Jake. But yeah, yeah. that's uh, I, my biggest problem with DFS is I, I'm a, I'm not the best game selector. Uh, like uh, picking the right slate and yeah, gotta hit those three entry maxes, bro. I know. That's what I gotta like. This that's the biggest problem is I always I always pick the crappy stuff to be in. Hey, I'll, you can always hit my DMs if you want some of <laughs> game selection tips. <laughs> and a date? Is that where we're going here? You can call it whatever you want. You can... <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I yeah, it's a... I got I got a good draft day question for you, or a fantasy league question for you. I'm sure you have some leagues with some of your best friends. I know um one some one thing we did punishment wise and one thing we did um ritual wise is we had a punishment for the guy that got last. He had to do a spray tan for the whole draft weekend. And uh, we also did 40-yard dashes for the draft order. Do you have any uh, good punishments we can use going forward or anything from your personal experiences that um, you can share? No, because my entire league is a bunch of pansies. They won't do a punishment. <laughs> They're like, yeah, it's like or whatever. No, I've, I've been trying to do a punishment for the last five years. I like – if you want to do it the easy route and not make anything too permanent and too embarrassing, like I think the easiest one is just make the person cater the next draft. Like that yeah. person has to buy the pizzas and all the food. If you want to go further with it, I like the spray tan one. That's a good one. I would take that a step further and I would spray tan and have to go to the beach or something, but spray tan also something like some type of stencil. So like where it didn't spray tan. Right. So there's like something on the back or like just loser, something like that. Yeah. I think yeah. that, that would be good. I actually, I haven't heard the spray tan one. I like that one, but I would add to it. Like I said, I would put like some type of lettering or wording or picture on the back too. Yeah. We loser made boy. it. Uh, we made him do <laughs> had the spray tan the first day. Like the girl came over to our place and did it in front of all of us. <laughs> so that was a little bit added to it. And that's then, actually really good. I like that one because it's, it's good enough, but it's not permanent. Yeah. Like, because yeah. the tattoo one, that's a little too much for me. Our next yeah, one is too. we, we need one after this year. So that's the reason I asked, but our next one we have set and then we need some more ideas. But the next one is, um, he had to do a photo shoot for a calendar and send it out to all the people in the league for all 12 months. He had to pay for somebody to like literally get, <laughs> put him through a photo shoot. Yeah. Him. But do you want that? Like that's the oh, thing yeah. is like <laughs> blackmail for sure. <laughs> for sure. I was going to say yeah. like, I don't think I'm thinking about the guys in my league and I don't really want a calendar of any of them for 12 months. No chef chef's the ultimate troll. I will tell you that. So like, like coming in, coming in hot to the Twitter world, the troll boy in the fancy football world. So y'all watch out oh, for the shenanigans. Too. 
you gotta you gotta do another like have you ever seen the ones obviously you can't do it right now with covid but like in the uh, mall where you can go do like a music video that's what you need to do oh, yeah. that but like dress them up in like full like uh britney spears or something like that we'll go we'll go all the way fergie with it are they another one? But like you have to dress up too, and then that—that's some real blackmail because you could post that video anytime you want. Right, uh, that's beauty. I'm gonna have to use that one. We're gonna we're gonna just start a service because it seems like some of your friends. We we've got to get some of your friends. We got to fix something up. So we're gonna start a service where we do uh, draft loser shenanigans or league loser shenanigans, and we're just gonna like you pay us, and then like we just come out of nowhere and like kidnap. And then we just like, okay, this is what you got to do. This is how it's gonna be done. There's no options here. And then we'll just have like a video of you if you won, like talking to them. I don't know. I don't know how far that would go. We might get some charges for that one too. So yeah, we might be maybe going not. To, going to jail. It's kind of illegal. Rolling up the places. <laughs> it's like it's like college fraternity hazing all over again. It's, it's fun you should probably just watch a couple episodes of uh, Impractical Jokers and just steal from them. It always you got my favorite Murr a little bit. You got some Murr in you. You got the smile, the Murr smile. I don't know. I'm not a big Impractical Jokers guy. I need to start watching this now. That's why I went silent. I'm not. I need to start watching this show now. I got to start watching it. I've never watched it. Is that bad? No, I haven't. It's actually really funny, but it it gets better. Like I would skip probably the first two seasons. It's kind of okay. You can tell the difference in the quality of like their challenges and stuff like that. And there was like a lot of them were just super quick and they definitely got better after like season two, but I didn't even start watching until the past year, just because there was like legitimately nothing else left to watch. And it's on TBS all the time. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to leave this right now. So I'm, I, I forgot which one's married, but I think I just looking him up. Yeah. 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 Well, I gotta get a picture. I'm going to see this and then I'll be the judge. You know, I think, I think Ch- chase feels more like Q to me. You, uh, see, I don't even know. I don't even know who these people are. You guys can be Jake, insulting Jake, the shit out of me right you now. You had the Murr smile. That's it. I thought oh, you had me. Yeah. No, don't ever call. Don't ever relate me to Murr. No. Don't ever do. It. You had I have that no smile. idea what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> now it makes more sense though why he went quiet. I thought he was mad at me, but really he thought I was. No, no, no. I thought I was waiting for Chase to respond. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. This is the beauty of it, though. This is the beauty of Garage Guys. So now I have Impractical Jokers to watch. Um, Drew, Drew's got to send me images. Jake. Dude, thanks so much for being on the show, man. Um, and before I let you go, I did some recon. You were not on the podcast. So this is your first time and you're here now. So you did it and I'm proud of you and I appreciate you Did you, you really do a recon or you just I, – I did recon. I did. I still, I I still believe up. Jake because he knew that you had another host. <laughs> I did. So, I mean, he listened. He listened, but I did recon. I looked it up. I looked it up. You, there was you, none. You lost the episode. It's out there in the ether. That's what happened. <laughs> I love it. But dude, Jake, thanks so much, man. We, um, we're we're going to be definitely be having you back on hopefully soon. And, and especially throughout the season, if we get this season, we're going to stay positive. Let's all do a quick fingers crossed NFL. It's coming. And you, we got, there we go. Yeah. Thumbs and fingers. I like it. I'm down with it. All right. That's I'm putting that on a shirt. Call your, call your boys, call your boys at the, uh, at the t-shirt, the t-shirt place. Whatever this is, you can do like the the, the wing. <laughs> Napoleon Cripple Wingbird from Dynamite. <laughs> there we go. Like offensive signs up that you know people are gonna be offended by for sure. Some gang is really upset right now. Yeah, you're not posting <laughs> this video, are you? <laughs> Just don't put right, that. Well, I, don't, I don't have any assumption here. Now you do all. There you go. All four, all four of them. All right. Yeah. Can there's nothing offensive off? about this. Can you Let's pull see. that oh, up? I can't see. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 quad jointed, bro. I can do it all. I feel like this would be a good uh, shadow puppet. 
<laughs> All right, we're, we're going to hit them up. We're going to hit them up make a shirt out of that. That's a new thing now. All right, we're going to get them. All right, Jake, thanks so much, man. We'll be seeing you. Best of luck this season. All right, you too. It's the garage, guys. 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 It's the garage, guys.